and the greatest. I was going to invite Blair Walsh on the podcast, but he couldn't make it. Hi, welcome to Judd and Earbuds. My name is Judd. This is the only podcast that cards at the door. I am sitting here with the pitcher for the Milwaukee Beavers. He's sitting here with a backwards hat, smiling at me. His name's Joey Hockwitz. Joey, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing well, Judd. How are you doing? Doing well. It's been a rainy Tuesday. Uh, you just got done from outside in that rain. How was that? Yeah, I was uh, coaching at Wisconsin Lutheran College. Rushed over here after. Excited to be on the show and excited to hear about uh, how Stevens Point was. Oh, Stevens Point was great. Uh, sure, we can start off with the with the show. We were at the Sunset Point Winery. Real, I always want to give a shout out to them for having us there. We had four comedians. We had two comedians from Madison. They started off the show. Kind of vulgar, sure, but for the, all the people there, we we were at capacity around five. So oh, wow. they they only had standing room available after that. Some of the people were just there for the wine and just like, oh, comedy show, we'll stay for that. Yeah. So uh, they started off super vulgar and it, it like. I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to get the shock value. And some of the the first one was just a new comedian to the to the game, and the next right. one was like a year in or so. But some of the people that are just there for the wine and not for the comedy were like, okay. So we saw a few people leave, so then uh, more people like got to sit down. But but then we had an intermission, and then my buddy Tito went on, uh, and then I was the last one, and we. Uh, Save the best for last. Yeah, we killed it. We, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Tito did a great job. Uh, I want to thank everyone for coming out. A lot of people supported me, and uh, we had posters and stuff after the show and signed some autographs and took some pictures yeah, of people. Yeah, I saw uh, you had quite the crowd that went up for you. Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. It was a lot of people, and I'm kind of from Stevens Point. I'm like an hour away. Yeah. Uh, so we had a couple people from like Leopolis come out and everything like that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I, uh, my roommates and I were thinking about going for a while, but but uh, well, you did something way different kinda, that weekend. Where did you fell go? through the cracks? Um, I took a solo road trip and a went down to Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Now a solo road trip to Charlotte, North Carolina takes fifteen hours. Uh, well, twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. Okay. Yeah. Now why'd you go there? I went there to see my Minnesota Vikings. You know, I grew up in uh, probably the most football dominant state in the entire country where it's, you know, got all these Packer fans and it was tough growing up. You know, I think it probably built me to the person I am today, but I stuck through it. My parents are shareholders in the team. Uh, my aunt and uncle are actually season ticket holders, so I had all this green and gold growing up around me, but I turned out a Vikings fan, so I uh, figured I'm such a diehard, might as well drive 12 and a half hours to see him play. Wow. Now, how did you get the tickets? Just on StubHub or what? This was pretty spontaneous. I was sitting at work on, on Wednesday, and I kind of joked about it a couple days before, and I was like, you know what? I turned to the guy sitting behind me. I said, I'm going to go to this game. I found tickets, 30-yard uh, line, Vikings sideline, first row for just under $300 and you look anywhere else in the NFL you're pushing a thousand to sit there really so so you just like all right well I'm gonna get that and go yeah and I, I love road trips I love driving and uh, it's fun to maybe go through the Smoky Mountains stop in Louisville stop and saw a friend in Purdue on the way there so that was nice that's I, that's nuts I would never go solo but like if I'm going to a different state I'm going to fly. I yeah. need to get there now. Like the time in between is just terrible. I saved for me. a couple hundred dollars driving and I did meet some people there. There was a, quite a lot of Viking fans there. Uh sat next to this guy named Matt and this other guy named Willis who were 
quite the characters with their southern accents and yeah i know i know two people that wrecked the game actually uh that used to live in wisconsin now live in north carolina sure they're viking fans uh so they, they, they went there well you grew up in an area where there's probably more viking fans yeah well i'm gonna do it want to do a commercial real quick yeah all right here we go we're gonna do a commercial for the salty toad salty, salty toad, toad in Waukesha, Salty Toad, the only place to find low-class girls and high-class beer. Either way, you switch it up, it's going to be a good time. Salty Toad, go there when you're drunk. I Well, I wasn't going to get into the Viking stuff this early, but um, we can get into the Viking stuff. Oh, I, I'm ready for you on the Viking stuff. Now, you are a huge Viking fan. Correct. Now, do you know what the word Viking even means? I know what a Viking is. What, yeah. is, what is a Viking? A Viking is a warrior that came over from the Greenland-Iceland area. Because they were called Vikings uh, from other people or other towns. They never called themselves Vikings, actually. Yeah, there was a name donned on them. By because Viking means pirate raid. Right. As, a, as if a pirate of the sea would be Viking, would be of the land. Correct. Now, I, um, now there's some common misconceptions about Vikings. When you think of a Viking, you think of a large, dirty man. Yeah. That would just, like, just... Going to rape and pillage just colonies Take after a colonies. Over, yeah. Most of that's incorrect. They bathed actually more than most Europeans during that time sure. because they had hot springs in uh, Scandinavia and everything. So the the dirty part was on the people that didn't like them. They you know just said all this dirty stuff about them. Um, Vikings often had short hair in the back. They didn't have these long uh, locks. I don't know what they're doing then. Also. Uh, the Vikings never wore horned or winged helmets, ever. The, the, how that became, uh, back in the opera days, the early opera days, they were doing an opera about uh, the Vikings, everything sure. like that. And not many men would come up to the opera. So they tried to make it more masculine, and since the, they did have, you know, they would, they would have ox and everything, they were like, oh, they want the warrior to be an ox. So the main character had winged and horned helmet in the wow. opera. And that's where the thing came so from. So you're telling me the Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings team was down upon male opera performers. Uh, the the costumes that they wear, your mascot <laughs> is a is an opera singer, basically. And well, the helmets that are they don are never were worn by Vikings. If you would Vikings. have told me this 20 years ago, you might have... Uh, Changed my, my decision not to be a Viking fan. <laughs> and an average Viking, which a person from a Scandinavian or some sort of uh, mixed descent, but from that region, uh, was actually five foot average on average five foot seven, hundred and eighty pounds. So it's not that big of a person. When you think of a Viking, you think of a That's large statuement. rolls right there. Yeah, but I mean that that could have been large for the time, maybe because there's not that much things to eat or you know nutrients for for sure. you to grow that big, but. Yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions about Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. But Viking fans have been getting on my nerves lately. They've been co- they've been becoming the Chicago fans now. See, that's what something they used I never want to associate myself with. There's nothing worse than a Chicago fan. Oh, they're I'm, the loudest people. I may dislike the Packers, but uh, nothing tickles my fancy more than seeing the Cubs lose and seeing the, the Bears lose. Like, the Bears, how they're playing right now, there's nothing happier. And it's something I can enjoy with Packer fans. Well, anything that happens in Chicago, you know, they have – it's terrible. They have a soccer team named after the worst thing that ever happened in Chicago, Chicago Fire. Yeah. 
So national disaster. Yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> New Orleans Katrina's basically that's what you basically <laughs> named your team. Correct. But it's so anything that happens in Chicago is amazing to me because they make us pay for the roads to go in. One time I got a sixty dollar ticket because I thought I paid the tolls. I thought I paid yeah. online and said no, I had no toll bill. I'm like, okay. Just drove twenty six hours across. Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Tennessee, North Carolina, West Virginia, Virginia. The only state I paid tolls in, Illinois. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> and then they have this, the audacity to have a sign that says, thanks for supporting <laughs> uh, Illinois tollways. And I'm like, like we had a choice or something. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. But I did have uh, a Viking fan <laughs> tweet at me the, oh, during the Packer game. Oh, God. It was probably one of the best Twitter interactions. I will bring it up for you. So this dude, I'm not. He did not follow me or anything like that. So this guy was actively searching. He for actively, an <laughs> like, legit wanted just to. Before to, you tell me what it is, I'm I'm sorry that there's fans like that out there. And and all right, so this guy's name is Connor, and I I did say a joke. It was a joke about the Vikings' new stadium because they were playing the Packers, and it basically says. Wow, it seems pretty pretty loud in that new Viking stadium. Must be because the sound bounces off their empty trophy cases. <laughs> Which is a funny joke. It's just a joke. Pretty fair, yeah. Doesn't say I'm a Packer fan. Doesn't say I'm any kind of fan. Just a joke about the Vikings. Yeah. Dude tweets back at me. Says, how many <laughs> how many trophies you won for the Packers? And as I'm if, sorry, as you got to put up fans. As if, as if I'm playing for the Packers. So I wasn't going to say anything. But how he got to my tweet, because someone that... I know, retweeted it, and he follows her. Correct, yeah. So, uh, so all I was like, hey, the jokes, <laughs> jokes about your team and your trophies. Sorry. LOL. And he comes back to call me the bitch, and I never played a down in my life. You don't know football. <laughs> so I'm like, this guy. And might I add you, he's posting pictures of himself in the Viking Stadium at this time. Oh, man. So he's in the stadium. Fighting on Twitter. So tell me he's in one of the best stadiums, probably in the entire world, and he's fighting oh, on Twitter. And it's the opening night. Yeah, it's opening night, and he's on Twitter beefing with me. Apparently. Wow. So I'm sorry about that. So I, uh, I basically, I say, hey, you know, don't worry, it was just a joke. Don't get butthurt over it. And then, uh, this is about the game is about to end, and he tweets back, not as butthurt as you're gonna be about this loss. I go, no, I'm fine. I just hope nobody tweets about my team so I have to shame them on Twitter. <laughs> and he goes, no, you're just being a little bitch and don't know football. I'm putting you in your place. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man, it must have been rough for you when the Blair Walsh thing happened. I bet you had to re- retweet a million people then. And he goes, he goes again with my football credit. He goes, dude, you haven't played a down in your life. Quit being a pussy and you know nothing about football. Okay, well, number one, that's irrelevant to your argument. And and I've played football plenty, of, yeah. like probably just as much as this guy. Probably more. So this is where it gets even funnier. I'm like, oh, that's cute. You know me so well. Well, I'll be happy to sign autographs for you anytime. I always love a fan. And he goes, dude, you have 380 people on Twitter. <laughs> like you're nothing to me. Get out of here. All right. So I was like, the dude took time to go see how many Twitter followers I have. He's probably Googling you at this time, Oh, yeah, time yeah, too. for sure. And I'm like, so so I thought it was pretty funny. I, so I so I said, oh, man, if only I had more Twitter followers as friends, I would be happier in my life. So then I did a little tweet, a uh, little searching for myself, and then tweeted back a tweet of his that he sent two days before. And this dude's tweet was, whole family's gone, no one to hang out with, not even a dog. Who wants to be my friend? <laughs> and I goes, 
oh, it must be nice to have 500 people on Twitter. <laughs> like, that's all he had more than me. Did he say anything? Nope. Just, and then he deleted all his tweets. Wow. Deleted every single one of his tweets to me. You know, there's fans like that for every team, and I'm sorry I had to put up with that. That, that was, sounded like quite the joke. That was my favorite. Now, that's how, like, Viking fans are now getting to the be, like, Chicago <laughs> fans. Like, I expect that from a Chicago fan, but a Viking fan, that's different. Yeah, my brother lives in Minnesota, and last couple summers when I'd go up and play baseball with him, I'd have some interaction with Viking fans, and... Number one, they're just not very knowledgeable. And number two, they, they're just, like, stupid people to be around, some of them. Yeah, well, some, like, just, well, I would say any sort of fan of anything are have you have your diehards. They kind of have horse blockers on. Yeah. And what they know is, is God-honest truth, and everything else is just at the at the wayside. Right. I mean, you got, like, guys were, what, last week calling for Aaron Rodgers' head after a oh, yeah. to the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Um, there was like people like writing trade them and stuff. And yeah, we need to we need to see what Brett Hundley's got. <laughs> we need to see what you know this and that. But I mean, I understand that people can overreact and want to you know do all these things. But it's just about like if somebody beats you, you can respect that and everything. There's trash talking, and then there's like just being ignorant. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. For sure. Now, you grew up in Burlington? I did. Burlington, Correct. Wisconsin. Chocolate City, USA. That I did not know about that. I found out that not too bad. Now, why is that? Because of the Hershey factory? No, there's a Nestle's factory Nestle's in town. Factory. And it's a pretty big, pretty big uh, deal in the city. We have something called Chocolate Fest on Memorial Day weekend. For a few days, that Nestle's factory, I believe, sponsors. And it's a big parade. Uh, it's just an excuse to go get drunk at and... Have a lot of chocolate and a lot of beer at a beer tent. Listen, <laughs> listen to some that B-rated bands. That sounds awesome, though. Yeah. It's the I, place to be at. I wish I would have known about that. I would love to go It's there. a hidden gem in the state well, of Wisconsin. I recommend you check it out around Memorial Day. I believe you told me a fun fact about Tony Romo oh and, and the records. Tony Romo has all the records for passing. He does. I and, believe so, unless it's been broken. We've had some pretty good high school teams the last couple of years. Yeah. Who's number two in passing? It was me. Was you? It was me <laughs> for a single single game uh, yards or single game passing in a game. Oh really? How much? Yeah. How many did you have? Uh, I believe like three sixty. Three sixty. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think I was in twos. I don't think I was. I think Tony had like three eighty something at the time. Yeah, I don't think I ever was. In but two. I got a lot of garbage time because we'd go down quite a lot and we'd have to pass and oh, yeah. teams would play off. Were you spread? Yeah, you'd yeah. have to go shotgun and run spread, but. Uh, Fun fact, actually, my first game of my senior year in high school was against Kenosha Bradford, and their starting running back happened to be Melvin Gordon. Their starting cornerback on the right happened to be Trey Waynes. And at the end of the first quarter, the score was 14-7. to We were winning, and we were like, holy fuck, we could beat this team. This is the number one ranked team in the state. <laughs> we proceeded to lose the game 42-14. to and I'm not sure if you saw my tweet the other day. One thing that Aaron Rodgers and I have in common is that we both threw interceptions at Trey Wayne's. Yeah, that's true. And the the touchdown that we scored in the first quarter, I threw a fade to one of our uh, receivers right over Trey's head. Caught it for a touchdown. Tried it the next time. He uh, probably jumped about three feet in the air and snagged it out of the air. Yeah, I would think that he would catch on a NFL And I spent more time on the ground that game. Than probably on any other game in my entire life. We had a guy by the name of Austin Lane in our league. Yeah, and he was he was a senior when I was a freshman, so I didn't really play much. I was a wide receiver at the time, so I wasn't quarterback yet until my junior year. 
But basically, he went to Murray State and then got signed by like uh, Jacksonville, and then he was on the Bears for a while. Yeah. But the dude was huge with huge dreadlocks. He looked like Alien. <laughs> like it was. This just, is up by you, like oh, Predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Alien versus Predator, like just straight Predator style, okay. and it was. And it was super scary. And then uh, we played him in basketball. And I was on varsity for basketball, and he dunked, and it felt like he dunked on the entire team. It was one of those where the point guard bounces it off the backboard, and then he just comes and just goes, "Katoosh!" Wow. And you could hear this silence in the in the room. And I was at like half court, yeah. And just the the fear, like just the fear in my. I was like, I don't even want to get close to this. It was nuts. Yeah, wow. I didn't drive the lane at all that game. He, he, was, he was huge, <laughs> massive. But, yeah, he was, he was a big guy. But, yeah, I think now he's an MMA fighter. Yeah. There you go. You should look him up. He is scary. His name Austin Lane. He has a huge beard and just dreadlocks and tats all over his wow. body. He has a full tattoo, and on the back it has, like, uh, his hometown and, like, all this stuff. Like, it's just wow. a huge, like, countryside tattoo. Not as cool as Ryan P. Meisel's tattoos. Not as cool as Ryan P. Miles' tattoos or uh, anyone's tattoos that I really know. Like my brother has a bunch of like tats, but my brother does like he has like uh, like a bunch of stupid tats. He on Friday the Thirteenth they do thirteen dollar tattoos. Yeah. So my brother has like a bunch of thirteen dollar tattoos on his body. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but he's got some other bigger bigger pieces That's on pretty his body. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, at the game that I was at. I talked to Cordero Patterson for a little bit, and I was the only Viking fan where I was at the time. And I was leaning over the railing so no one could really see who I was talking to. But uh, he asked me, he was like, why the hell you drive all the way from Milwaukee to come to come here? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just a diehard. I, I love you guys, and I love this team. And he goes, ah, I can respect that. And then I, <laughs> I showed him my tattoo on my shoulder, which is uh, the Vikings horn, their logo that's on their helmet. And he looks, he's like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and then I asked him to take a selfie with my phone, and all these people started crowding around me and got a picture with them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, cool guy, really nice. Just not the first-round talent I was expecting for. Well, yeah, I'm sure that a lot of people could say that. But, yeah, I mean, you first-rounders are either huge or it's a 50, otherwise, 50 shot. yeah, otherwise completely misses. Nobody in the first round is like, okay, decent. You have to, you have to shoot big, basically. Yeah. Packers usually don't. I mean, the later draft picks, yeah, but I mean, when you're when up you're, there, when you're talking second to seventh round for the Packers, that's yeah, that's where that's a, But even even our first round, nobody is. What am I supposed to? What am I trying to say? Like, uh, Rodgers is a, is a big name talent. Yeah, but. No one since then has been a big name talent well, in the first round. You know, it's hard to get the big name talent when you're the Packers and you're consistently picking twenty, 20 to above. 30. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, and not many people are dropping to you. So sure, it's understandable. But we we are more just just go with what we need and don't worry about anything else. Yeah, but it's understandable. Vikings, you know, I mean, big name talent's hard. You got ooh, Treadwell. Treadwell hasn't even played a down. He's it's been inactive. I read today that he's not going to play until he practices better. Yeah. And that, they, well, they, they did the same thing with Diggs last year for four four weeks, I believe. Yeah. They say he just needs to learn to practice. That's what I read. Yeah. And I know when the Zimmer came into the division as the coach, his one goal said he was going to build a defense to beat Aaron Rodgers. And I think that it's what he's, he's it's, been doing it pretty well. Yeah. It's, uh, it does real well. And the defense has been – Pretty stacked, and they sat on uh, Taylor Pilot's bench this week, and he lost. Well, for three weeks, they've put up 20-plus points. Yep, so he just all of a sudden thought, you know, let's put him on the bench. And I can't blame him. Carolina's put up, what, 
plus points at home the last 14 games they played there. Yeah, but it but I mean, you knew that they were offense isn't as good as it was. Yeah. Um missing their starting run. But the best thing about us uh that he was on their defense. So then TP had to tweet out uh at our group chat in in our league that my and Petro's game, Nick Petro's uh game where <laughs> was really close and we only had like 60 points at the time. It was Sunday night. We only yeah, had 60 I saw points. That, yeah. So he so he so he uh put that and he goes, "Yeah, you know, uh, looks like this one's a barn burner with a big smiley face. <laughs> his team is down by like thirty, yeah. and he has the Vikings defense on his bench, which could have put him in contention. Yeah, put him put him close up there. But uh, so then, it turns out that Monday night we I had Devonte Freeman and Petro had Cody Fleener, so we both scored in the twenties. Yeah, so we ended up outscoring TP's team, both of us outscoring TP's no team. room to talk and then and and so I just gave it to him this morning yeah, <laughs> deserves it yeah but yeah it's fantasy football is fun how's your fantasy team doing I'm actually in four leagues that's Two th- too many yeah leagues. It is, it's a lot I'm in with one with my brother I run one back home and two at work I'm 0-3 and I think one and two and all the rest that's too many leagues because you get players to play against each other and it's just like you want this Conflict, guy to do good, but then you want emotions. him to do, yeah. So it's it's super hard because you have the quarterback on one team, and then you got the defense on, yeah. on your other, yeah. and it's like, oh, you want him to go off here, but you don't want to. Are they all money leagues? They are. Yeah, See, one that's, some are bigger than the others, though. That's the thing. You got to go with the big ones. Those are your top dogs. Yeah, I'm, I'm just in one, and that's all I want to do. Yeah, I want to do one big one next year. I think. Now, do you have like for trophies and like last place trophies and stuff like that? My league back home, we want to do something yeah. for it or something for last place. We had actual, we had a hung like a horse award, which is what we gave to the you know the guy that won the league. Okay. Yeah, that's just cool. a little, just a funny trophy. It was my dad's idea for some weird reason. But. Yeah, we have a we have a cool trophy that we that just keeps building each year. So our trophy that we give out uh, oh, that's first cool. year. Yeah, they, and then next year they built built a little bit more onto it, and then I won it, and then I put pillars on it, so that we put have a pillars on it now. Okay. And then Dane won it this past year, and uh, he cut out a hole in the bottom, and now we can put it on top of kegs. He put a kegerator on it, so yeah. we can. So now the trophy is now that's a sweet keg. idea. So that's that's so each year we want to keep building on it, yeah. so we can hopefully you know just keep keep doing something cool like that. But yeah, yeah. we go to the Dells and kind of you know. Uh, hand the trophy off at the Dells and have a big ceremony. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I bet. Sounds like fun. It's just an excuse for the guys to get a good excuse <laughs> and, yeah, to drink, drink some beer. To have a lot of fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I love ride. live drafting too. And just live drafting is fun, but uh, it's also hard when you don't have everyone there. That's true. It's hard to get a, coordinate 12 schedules or yeah. whatever. Especially when you're out of college or out of, a, you know, everyone's moves and yeah. things and. My league back home, I got a friend that lives in Madison, a friend that lives in Mequon, summer in college, I go to lacrosse, I mean, yeah. all over the place. So it's hard. Fun. Yeah, it's hard to schedule it. But those are those are the best live yeah. drafts. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, you wanted to get on the podcast tell some stories. You said you had some story for a podcast. I do have a couple stories. All right. And I talked to my roommate, uh, Jake Gustafson, about this. Um, I came down with a couple stories. Okay. One that... I'd like to talk about, let's go back to college for this one, my senior year. Senior year at Wisconsin Lutheran College. We did go to Wisconsin Lutheran College. I lived with five guys for three and a half years of college, moved off campus uh, my second half of my freshman year. Lived with Danny Frawley, Jake Gustafson, Jake Godinski, Brett Youngbeck, Jordan Kalis. 
So our senior year, we got this really broken down, shitty house on Marquette's campus, 2020 West Clybourne, and just a huge party house. If you would have put a basketball on the floor, it would roll to the corner because the floor was so slanted. <laughs> and after a weekend of parties, the floor would be so sticky. If you sat on it, you could not get up. It was pretty gross. And we jumped so hard in my bedroom once that literal ceiling tile fell through the floor. So... We were having a party one night. I believe it was a jersey party my senior year. And we're talking 150 people probably showed up for this. I'm outside with my roommate, Goose, Jake Gustafson, and Danny Frawley. Everyone's inside having a good time. And we're, we're right next to Save On Foods, uh grocery store parking lot. Shout out to Save On Foods. Buy your groceries and get drunk. Ten packs of bubble gum for ten dollars. Uh, anyway, we're just sitting there, and all of a sudden, this uh, this cop. Comes Wait, you talking bubblelicious? What kind of bubble gum? We're, we're talking, talking Trident. We're talking Trident. Stride. Stride. Any um, any kind dare. of pack of gun here? Any kind of pack of gum. What are we doing? Like the square ones? It's expired. Oh, it's expired gum. Yeah, it still tastes fine, but it, the flavor lasts for about four seconds. Well, personal record. Okay, keep going. So we're sitting in the parking lot. And I think we're tossing a football around or something, but this cop comes up to us, and we're assuming we're going to How can they sell expired gum? Think about that. Think about the expired gum. There's got to be a law against that, right? They can't expire they, gum. All the food they sell there was probably pushing expiration date, to be <laughs> honest with you, and some low-life shop there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So cops come. The cops come. He rolls up, and we're like, oh, fuck. We're going to get in trouble, whatever. He's going to warn us. Marquette cops are pretty cool because it's a bigger college campus, whatever comes up to us and he's like hey guys how's it going it's going good officer how are you and he's like yeah i just couldn't help but notice you got some people over here having some fun tonight we're like yeah we got a party want us to shut it down he goes oh no 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 we haven't i haven't got a complaint or anything but uh i'm just wondering if is do you know do you guys know abby wickers and we're like yeah it's a girl i went to wlc we're like yeah he goes yeah i'm i'm her uncle we're like okay and She's like, yeah, she told me that uh, she was over here having a party tonight. And, and she started asking about one of my good friends and a current guy I coach on WLC, Jake Rollo. It's like, is Jake Rollo in there? And we're like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I, I think I was talking to Abby about pulling a, pulling a prank on him. <laughs> so we, uh, we're sitting here talking to this cop. We offer him a beer. He, he denied it. He didn't have one. But we're talking to him for a while, like kind of game planning this joke. So we get together and... I forget his name, but we have him go up to the door, knock on the door. Someone enters, and three of the guys that live there are sitting outside. I think one of my other roommates answered it, and he opens up the door. And everyone sees this cop walk in right through the door, and he just comes in. There's probably 50 people in jerseys just standing there. And the cop goes, where the fuck is Jake Rollo? <laughs> place just goes dead quiet. And then, like, there's people, like, trying to hide in closets and stuff. And Jake had no idea, and he was so scared, and he was a sophomore at this time. He was, like, he had a backpack on, and he had this scared look on his face. And I believe, uh, I don't really remember that, that much, the details that night, but I think he went up to Jake, handcuffed him, and brought him outside and had him going for quite a while until they found out it was a joke. And I've never seen so much fear put into someone's eyes than that kid right there. That's pretty awesome. And this happened though. two years ago. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But uh, a lot of good memories at that house, and that's just one of them. Yeah. I mean, in college, I went to Lakeland. Shout out to Lakeland. Now Lakeland University. Lakeland University. Uh, but we had campus security. We didn't really have cops. So you couldn't get an underage. You could get written up. 
That's they, what Marquette had, and they were always rolling around. Yeah, that's what I that's what I like better. I think it's better because I mean at Wisconsin you could get an underage because those are actual cops, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's well, what. Well, you can get an underage because if you're off campus, because it's actual. Cops, yeah, yeah. We're a dry campus. Yeah. yeah. Is Marquette a dry campus? I have no idea to be honest. Okay. I don't know. So you were over there by the rave. Yeah, I was over there by the rave. I saw some interesting things, not you, only at that house, but some interesting characters. You did go to a Kesha concert. I've also gone to a Kesha concert. I went to a Kesha concert a couple of weeks ago, actually. Yeah. Kesha um, concert was one of the best things I've ever done in my entire life. I was so happy that night. I, it wasn't the greatest concert dude, I went to, but it was just a lot of fun to be at. I, mine was still... First of all, it started off as a joke. We were just joking around. Oh, right. you should go to this, you know. And then, like, my buddy's like, dude, let's go to this. So we got we got <laughs> tickets, and we're like, oh, okay, we're, we're actually going to do this. We're like, all right. <laughs> and this is, like, my love is my drug time. So, like, she's this is prime. This is, like, she's shooting glitter and, this like. This is when she was fit and not fat. Yeah, and still doing drugs before rehab. Okay. And still the dollar sign in her name. Sure. So it was straight Kesha. And we're like, all right, yeah, yeah. So we, we I so I lived in Milwaukee. My buddies, they lived in Appleton. So they came down. So three of them, and they come down. I meet them at the rave, and uh, we just take some pulls of fireball inside the <laughs> rave and fireball get and ready. Because we're not ready for what we're about to go into. Right. We thought it's, we were. It's not a concert. It's, it's an experience. We th- I thought we were ready, but we weren't. So we we walk in and it's just straight glitter everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? We were the only four straight dudes in this sea full of women and like gay dudes that are all like wearing like tube tops. Everyone wore tube tops <laughs> and glitter. And she had like glitter cannons. Like so during the song she would just shoot out glitter. Like I had glitter in my hair and my butt crack. Everywhere yeah. it was glitter. It was nuts. It was we had a blast. We had a time of our lives, you know. I bet. Once we figured out what, what we were in. But there was, was a lot more straight guys when I went, but uh one thing I did see was a lot of young girls, not sure how old they were, was walking out of the walking out of the rave that night and this girl grabs my hand. <laughs> I look at her, and from behind, I'm like, oh, she, she seems cute. So I'm just following her for a while until she turns around, and she looks like she's about 15 years old. <laughs> but she turns back around, and, like, she starts pulling me out with, like, a couple of her friends. And then I see a tattoo on her back, and I'm like, well, you have to be 18 to get a tattoo. Kind of put two and two together there. Okay. But uh, I thought I made the safe choice, and I went back with my friends, my roommates. Yeah. I always say, because you can get tattoos when you're like... Sure. Yeah, and I was like, you know, on paper, this might look like a good idea, but yeah. tomorrow morning, you know... That's never a good idea. And then I, I asked her, I'm like, where are you guys going? She's like, I'm going back to my house in, in Delafield. I'm like, uh, oh, she's like, yeah, my parents aren't home for the weekend. Yeah, there you go. And I said, <laughs> hey, have a great night. I'll see you later. Yeah. Your parents, uh, make sure you clean up after. So, yeah, what other story do you have? We got we got some time yet. I, we got a couple more minutes. We can we can well, jump on. I'll save this for the end, but uh, I wanted to talk about hundred cup and just a game that I love and I feel like I I patented and really pioneered into in a college in the southeastern area. Got it started at Madison, but uh, I'll I'll talk about that at the end. We can wrap it up with that. Okay. If that's okay. okay. Cool. But one story that I'd like to share that you know I've. I've never really told anyone about is in seventh grade. In seventh nope, grade, eighth grade. I'm well, sorry. Let's get straight. Eighth grade. Okay. Just started eighth grade, and I'm sitting at lunch one day, and everyone's talking about like this past weekend mm-hmm. and how 
like these guys are like making out with a girl. And oh I, yeah, because in eighth grade, that's like that was that it. will be a month. If you made out with a girl, you would talk about that for a month. Yep, yep. And I was like, guys, I I haven't even kissed a girl yet. And <laughs> they were all making fun of me and stuff. And there was this girl that I always had a thing for, mm-hmm. Sarah Volbrecht. Oh, Sarah, very very attractive at the time. I don't haven't seen her in years, but. Sarah, if you're a listener, uh, give Joey a call. See what, see what you're up to. Yeah, give me a call. I haven't talked in five, six years, but uh, number's 262-492-4439. Yeah, rekindle that flame. Anyway, always had a thing for this girl. All my friends are like, Joey, you live right next to her. You ride the bus home with her. You should like make a move with her on the bus. And we had a crowded bus. Okay. So all my friends that were pressuring Wait. me just happened to ride the bus with me too. Okay, so were you were you in the back? Or the we were in the middle. You're in the middle. Middle. Yeah. Were you kind of a middle people? Like I don't know why people like to be in the back. The yeah, back's it's kind of kind weird. Of Who knows bumpiest. what goes on back there? Yeah. It's got the weird kids with lighters lighting shit on yeah, fire. Yeah, true. But uh, yeah, I'm sitting in the middle of the bus and I'm going through the rest of the school day after lunch. I'm like, are they really gonna make me like follow through on this? They said they were gonna talk to Sarah and push this on me. Whatever. Like three thirty rolls around, I get on the bus and I'm one of the last people to get on the bus. And I'm looking at a school bus full of about 47th and 8th graders just staring at me, grinning. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm just, like, panicking. Like, everyone has to know. I sit down. Everyone's giggling. I sit down next to my friend, uh, Travis. He's like, dude, everyone knows. And I'm like, everyone knows what? It's like, everyone knows that you want to make out with Sarah. And I'm like, I never said that. All I said is I never kissed a girl because you guys made me feel bad that you're all making out with girls on weekends. And I'm playing video games by myself. Whatever. <laughs> All of a sudden, Sarah gets on the bus, gets really quiet, just drops dead silent. <laughs> the bus driver's like kind of a little bit like, what the hell is going on? It's usually a rowdy bus full of school children after a busy day at school. So we get going on the bus ride, and we get to her subdivision. We're about five minutes away from her subdivision called Shiloh Hills. And all of a sudden, everyone looks at me like, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? And she's sitting right there. All of a sudden, like the bus starts going, kiss her, kiss her, and starts chanting her name. No. I don't know. Some of my friends got it going. And then the chanting somehow turned from kisser to Joey, Joey, Joey. And like it got really loud. The bus driver had it quiet everyone down. We pulled up right the stop before her stop of her subdivision. And everyone starts chanting again and gets going. And I'm like, beat red. I don't know what to do. I've never kissed a girl in my life. And now you're getting Rocky chanted yes. from a bus full yes. of teenagers or barely preteens. Preteens. And all of a sudden, like, I'm looking out the window, like, trying to hide. And I looked, my friend Travis is gone, and Sarah's sitting there. And she grabs me and starts making out with me. And she licked my face like a puppy dog licking its bowl of food. And it was the most awkward moment of my life. Everyone, like, started cheering me on. It was like like I just surfed the crowd after a Kesha concert, and I jumped right into it. And then she gets off and leaves. That's that's still that, so you didn't have the awkward like question of like why did you just lick my face? Well, she put her tongue in my mouth and we kissed or whatever, but like it ended with her like <laughs> licking everywhere in the general <laughs> general area of my mouth, and I wasn't sure what to do, and did I was you, so embarrassed. Were your eyes open? They were initially, and then I closed them, and then I opened them. Yeah, up it's again. kind of. Like I don't know the, what to do. Like your first kiss is always like uh, I don't know what the hell I'm what, doing. Yeah, you don't want to miss, right? Yeah. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do at the time. <laughs> and it was quite uh, the experience. That's pretty awesome. That's all anyone could talk about the next couple of days at school. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's so that was my first experience with a girl. Wow. That's a first kiss. Yeah. 
That's pretty awesome. I couldn't tell you even mine. I don't even. I don't. Yeah, know. I. I don't, I don't I it's, I'm 25. I'm old. I forget. I get hit in the head a lot. I forget. Yeah, you've had quite a couple concussions. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've, I've had not really many concussions. Out of my plastic surgery I've got in my face, I've had two plastic surgeries in my face. Just one concussion? Uh, no concussions. Oh, no. I thought you had one. I never had a concussion, so I was pretty happy about that. I did break my 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 cheekbones. I remember I that like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I forgot who it was. Trust me, my bills remember it like it was yesterday too. <laughs> Every month. I feel I bad for you there. I mean, I just yeah. remember, I forgot whose pants it was on her team that had blood all over it. Oh, that was T. Shane. He's the one who picked me up. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also his shorts that I was wearing at the time because <laughs> we lived together in the grove. Did he let you keep them then? Uh, they they all, all the blood washed out. They were oh. white shorts. All the blood washed out. Wow. And he took them back. Because he doesn't ne- never wants me to have his clothes again. So when he's wearing the shorts around the house. No, Tyler used to do this thing where he stole everything of mine. Like there was one point in time. T Shane thing to do. T Shane showed up to my place just head to toe in the gear <laughs> of mine. Everything from his socks to his underwear, everything was mine. Wow, it was mine. I was think this he was a joker. No, he was like legit. <laughs> and he, I was like, I was like, dude, you're wearing my shirt and my shorts. He goes, Oh yeah, I am. This was like when we were kind of the same. So I was like. Probably about eighth grade. Yeah. But yeah, he had a, my Jeff Jenkins jersey on. Like Classic. every like my shorts. It was everything was mine. Typical T Shane move, so you can't get Classic. mad about me having shorts. Classic T Shane move. Yeah, he's gonna get on the podcast soon. He's gonna get on the podcast soon. So. I just when you said that I just pictured him sitting around on a Sunday afternoon and in your shorts. No, oh, yeah. He's probably just he wouldn't be sitting on the couch. Tyler does this thing where he sits on the ground. He loves that. I, I have to get him on the pocket. We're gonna talk about it. His his yeah, his, his mindset. His mindset on the of sitting on the ground is just so bizarre to me that it, it just just his thought process of why he sits on the ground is pretty crazy. I have to get him on the podcast. Uh, do you have any more stories? Do you have anything you want to get else on the podcast, or uh, do you want to wrap it up? I mean, we've been going for about uh, both 30, 35 minutes right now. So, um, I'd like to talk about 100 cup. I mean, oh, I yeah, 100 cup. You guys do a big 100 cup. Basically, you take a pong table, you have 100 cups. Yep. I've played it a few times. You've played a few times with me. Yep, it's yep. We've we've done it a few times. My old house in uh, West yep. Dallas. I think where I played, I played my a, apartment, Morgan Grove. Yep, yep. Last year after golf. Yep, yeah. would be there too. I actually, I think, might have played it three times with you guys. One time was in a garage. Yep, that's the, our house in 92nd. West oh, yeah, 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 same house. Okay, yeah. yeah. And another time was inside, I think. Yep. Yeah, and then it was at the Morgan Grove apartment. Yeah. So my sophomore year of college, two uh, friends of mine, Connor Vredevelt and Brandon Mance, wanted to play this game called 100 Cup against the guys that lived at the Dew House. And I, was, I have no idea what that was. I went to the house, and I found out it's just an 8-foot by 4-foot table with 100 cups on the table. And you get a case of beer to a side. It's about seven to eight beers a person. Game takes about 45 minutes. And most beer pong rules apply, except once it hits the cups, you can slap it in and play defense that way. But I just fell in love with it after that. And my roommates, Goose, Jordan, Danny, um, Brett, we played all the time. And we actually played this past early summer against a few friends of mine, 5v7. Us five that just recently graduated college about a year ago. Yeah. Against seven guys in a 120 cup. So you just add 20 cups for the extra people, and we won. And, I mean, that's a big deal because you're talking two extra shots. <laughs> and this is a game that we've been playing for quite a while. We still play it, try to play as much as possible now. 
we have some pretty great stories that revolve around the game. It gets pretty intense. I've played with a lot of different people. It gets so heated because you want because it's more of a team aspect yeah. than anything. It's basically like your team is going against other people, so there's more trash talking, more balls flying around. Yeah. You know, more testosterone flying around. <laughs> Everybody gets like, yeah. There are some people that get mad about this game, right? Which I always think is hilarious, but right. also because it is on paper it is beer pong, but it, you have you know, it seems pretty easy. You got a hundred cups, like yeah, you're gonna make you should it. you should blindly throw it in there. Yeah, for the first few, but then when you start getting pockets in these gaps, it gets hard, and then yeah. you get this liquor and or beer in you because you've been drinking so much for a half hour. Yeah, and you really got to pace out who drinks when because you want to make sure like one guy's a tank. Uh, maybe one guy's not a tank, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's strategy than more than anything. Now, you guys play with re-racks after... 20, once you get to 28 cups, you re-rack. And four people make it, you get balls back. And once you hit the re-rack, that's when you can go on fire, heating up, yeah. all that good now, stuff. Now, it's 100 cup is 50 cups each, correct? Or is it 100? It's 100 cups to a side. 100 cups each side, okay. Yeah, and uh, if you want to, like, sometimes we've done 5v5 or 6v6. We've done 6v6 before, which gets pretty intense. It just looks like a big block of uh, cups filled with beer. Usually it takes about a case and a half, and then it's actually 150 cup then. Have you guys ever thought of playing blackout? Like, just, just the pong table, all cups on both sides, just having, like, a little line. It's been discussed. It's been discussed. Yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, the bingo, like, the last game is always blackout. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that it's been scrapped. But uh, I try to inspire the younger generation to get this game off the ground and keep it going. Hunter Cup, it would be fun to play, yeah, for sure. It's only it's gonna die pretty soon with me because I can only play for so long. Yeah, but uh, where you gotta get cups from like Costco or, or where, where do you go for the, the your best cups? place to get for all your listeners out there to give you a tip? The best place to get cups is probably Aldi's. Aldi's, yeah, there you go. Walmart's not bad either because they sell them in hundred packs, but uh, Aldi's is the place to go. Okay. And the recommended beer, I would say, personally, I'm a fan of Red Dog or Natty Light. Don't listen to him right now, good listeners. My listeners are gonna drink Bush Light, the only beer for hundred cup. Bush Light ain't bad either. It's a close third. No, then- Red Dog tastes like if you ever like you know chewed bark. That's what Red Dog tastes I'm like. I'm not gonna disagree. <laughs> you with can't. That. It's pretty you bad. Can't. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. But uh, it's cheap though. It's yes, it's what, ten fifty nine. I, I think they pay you ten fifty nine for you to yeah, take they, it out of the they store. They should really pay you. Yeah, it's terrible. Hundred cups, a good time. Hundred cups, good time. All right, Joey. Thanks again for being on the podcast, man. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We got a we got a long one. I think you're one of the more long ones here. It's been fun. Any anything else you want to say? Oh, man, I'm just trying to think if there's any stories I could bring to the table. Um, I heard Ryan P. Meisel's uh, podcast with you, and it kind of inspired me to yeah, dig deep. His and look for his some is, his is a great one, and I will. I have a I have a thing I want to do with Ryan that might that might be a a segment coming up here of calling. I just want him to get his stories on another like just a story time, and then I'm gonna edit it and just throw it into random like story time with Ryan yeah, sort of thing. That would be so we'll cool. see. We'll see how he goes because he has such a great storytelling ability. No, he does. Yeah. I just want to thank everyone for listening again. Thank everyone came out the show again. Thanks, everyone, that gives me support and love out there. I appreciate that. If you guys want to buy a poster, we do have two posters available. We'll sell them. Just let me know. Joey, you've been a great guest. Thanks for coming, man. I appreciate it, Judd. Yeah, it's I'm, been a blast. I'm a longtime listener, first-time podcaster. That's true. A lot of a lot of people are yeah. And if anyone wants to be on the podcast, let me know. We can make it happen. 
we're in our new we're in a new apartment and it, that dishwasher has been going the whole time so i saw Great it studio i'm sorry for that we'll see you guys later peace i blacked out i don't know what happened